the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Now, mind you, about six months before this guy came and told me at church, uh, and he said, hey, I've been fasting six months, and the Lord showed me you're my wife. <laughs> I looked, because I'd seen this guy around, you know, or whatever, and I said, I said, oh, you know what I'm just thinking? You should have ate. I so it was creepy, right? But when Joseph, when I was sitting at coffee with him, I I just, I don't know. I felt so different about it. It wasn't that feeling at all. And so I think that's the importance of being tapped into the spirit of God. You know, when you're, you don't just go on a date somewhere. You Does God, did God say it's okay to go on that date? You know, get him involved in those decisions because you don't want to waste your time. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have, uh, I had enough companions. I wasn't looking for, if I was going to entertain the opposite sex, opposite sex in an extended amount of time it needed to be because of something you know and so uh well for me anyway that you know that was my my heart like I said I didn't want to take my time away from other things for something that wasn't going anywhere but he he knew very quickly and he he told me that and like I said it wasn't creepy (laughs) no when he told me so thank you very much um for me um you know, I, I was still kind of learning about what the godly marriage looked like. And I actually went to the bookstore and I wanted to know what it is to date um, and have a godly relationship. I, I'm a reader. I read all the books on the Ten Commandments of Dating. I read Toke's books, which you haven't, if you haven't gotten there, great, they're in the back. Um, so I was learning all this. Um, and one of my friends um, had a birthday party. And at that birthday party, we were we were both there. We weren't nowhere near each other. We weren't introduced to each other, but I saw him. And I remember that night I said, God, he's cute. Can I have him? <laughs> hey, asking you shall receive, right? <laughs> but I didn't see him for after that, I didn't see him for two years. We went to the same church, kind of around the same circles. Didn't see him for two years. So, um, I I was um, I went on a camping trip, and but but my prayer to God was like I don't want to date because I get attached emotionally so too fast and I don't I don't want me to make things happen and that night when I asked God hey if I can have him I was gonna call, um, call my friend and say hey who's that guy that was at your birthday party but I had, I told myself no God I want you to do this. If you're gonna do this, I want you to send me the person that you have for me. I don't, I don't want to do my own thing. It doesn't work. <laughs> I tried it. Um, so one time, di- one time we were at a at a camping trip that our friend puts together, and we, all of us, a lot of people from church, got together. And I was part of the committee. I knew who was coming. I know who was camping with who and what tent. I knew all that. His name was nowhere on their list. Nowhere on the list. <laughs> and he showed up at a camping trip and I hadn't seen him so I was like oh it's that guy <laughs> but he was very reserved um, I don't think we, we really talked to each other um, but after that camping trip um, 
he helped one of my friends move and I was going to um, her life group. I was already established there and she invited him to, to, to come to the life group. So he started coming to the life group and as big as Lakewood is, we started bumping into each other, kind of like at the same um, places. And so I was like, that's that guy, God. <laughs> but um, I think for me, it was, it was, but I was still guarded. I, I was letting God do what he wanted to do. Um, we were friends. He didn't give me the vibe that he was interested. You know, we were strictly friends. Um, but I didn't hear the, the voice that you said. I heard it something differently. I heard that when God, when you, when God sends you your, your mate, you're going to know, um, because when you hold hands, it's going to be like a puzzle. They're just going to fit. Um, so when he went to that life group that first time, our friend had this, um, we had this prayer circle. So she had to, she used to say, pray for the person on your left. And we didn't plan this. He was the person on our left. And when we um, held hands in the circle, our hands just fit. And then I got scared. I was like, that's not so <laughs> <laughs> um, But I knew you know, God was, was preparing us for this. And that's, that's how I knew. That's good. One thing, for, <clears throat> one thing for me that uh, I guess when I was contemplating asking Randy to marry me was uh, <clears throat> and I shared this to her when I asked her, um, was uh, my mom was pretty much my spiritual guide growing up. And uh, she died in 2007. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, I would have dreams with her in it. She would just show up and, and it would feel real. Like, I swear she's still alive. Um, but uh, one time, while we were still dating, uh, I was with Noemi, and something happened where it shifted, and my mom appeared in my dream. I was like, hey, mom, what do you think of her? And she was like, son, what are you waiting for? So that was kind of confirmation for me. She was my spiritual guide. I kind of sought her guidance, and that was the switch that let, let me know this one's for me. So, and and he asked me to marry. Uh, he asked me to marry him on his mom's birthday. Oh, that's awesome! You are the Being uh, you know in ministry for so long and and kind of being in, kind of visible out there. I, I had many prophets that I encountered over the years. <laughs> God told me that you're going to be married by this time, you know, or by the end of the year. And and, uh, and, and I did have a few pronouncements of, of marriage from, uh, from, from ladies that said, God said, and, uh, you know, it's a bit like it's, uh, you know, with the prophet, <laughs> you know, is it well? No, no one. He hadn't told me yet, so so I need to really rest and wait. And and so, but without really being sarcastic or funny, I'm just trying to say, you know, what was it that I dated three ladies over about a year, an eleven year period of time, 
you know, in maintaining godly relationships, staying pure, always being engaged in ministry, and in great relationships. And I think you know, I went through, uh, you know, seasons and time of learning and growing in relationships, but but discovering how to to make emotional, uh, you know, to have emotional intimacy if you'd say, is to really get to know somebody and to grow with them and to be able to be holy in relationship, consecrated and preparing yourself. And, and but one thing for me is, as a, as a busy person who, you know, didn't just see, you know, marriage as, you know, kind of, I shared my viewpoint on that was, is that I could disqualify someone very, very easily. You know, it's like, find every reason why you shouldn't get married. That's easy, right? And so, but God spoke to me, um, and it was really, it's the only disagreement. Well, she called me on my stuff. You know, it was right after we started dating and still very much involved in ministry. And one of my things is I always closed down the church on, on Saturday nights. And there would typically be someone still there. And, and she had talked to me about this because, you know, on Friday nights we had C30, and on Saturday night I was still pastoring Koinonia. But uh, uh, so anyway, but but... On one Friday night, there was a lady, and she was there alone, and she needed a ride, and I was the last person there, and she neglected to make arrangements. There was no bus. There was no anything, and so, you know, so I gave her a ride, and and so we talked about that, and, you know, it's kind of what you were talking about, kind of taking those things or creating those boundaries, and well, a couple of weeks later, I gave this lady, and, and it was the same thing, you know, she was a lady that came into the church, and she pushed a grocery basket into the church and she had all of her stuff with her and she was there all the time and she would always end up doing this. And so I took her home. And so I, I texted her and said, yeah, I, you know, gave this lady. And she said, well, I thought you said, you know, that we weren't going to do that anymore, you know, because, you know, again, I'm like, you know, she's she like, you know, old and, you know, and I'm just, I'm doing what I'm doing. This is who I am. And I, I took offense at that. But the fact of the matter is, is that she called me out on it and, and I turned it around on her and made it more about her than it was about me because I said, you know, this is who God's called me to be. You know, so, so he said, no matter what the need is, I'll meet the need. You know, and, and I mean, I can remember times where, you know, being in that position, I'd get a call at 2 o'clock in the morning and, uh, you know, a lady from church, one of my volunteers would have a flat tire on the side of 59 and I'd be like, I'll be there in five minutes, no problem. And, and so, and that's just, you know, what God had called me to do in that season. Well, I couldn't be that person anymore in marriage. I couldn't leave my wife and I couldn't leave my, my kids to go, you know, to rescue someone in, in that season. And so I realized that, but, but God really dealt with me and he says, are you going to find ways to disqualify her? Are you going to love her through it? And so I think basically what he was telling me was, is that, you know, I needed to stop figuring out ways to not be in a relationship and and do the hard work of being in the relationship even when there was issues, even when there was confrontation, other than saying, well, you're just not going to accept me for the way I am. And, you know, it was really it was making excuses. And, uh, and so that, that was, you know, it was an aha moment for me, but God really dealt with me in that moment to, to take responsibility for that. And I think that's what really pushed me over the edge of saying, hey, this is how I qualify instead of disqualify. And, and that's what really illuminated it for me. But two, she, uh, she waited for like two and a half hours. I hiked up a mountain in, in Moab, Utah. And I was gone for like two and a half hours. She was sitting down there and I jumped out, you know, I, I base jumped off this mountain. And so, and she was videotaping me from down there. But 
you know, I could just hear though she was narrating as I was standing up there and I jumped off this mountain and I opened up, you know, and she says, here comes Todd, you know, and, and, uh, and anyway, any other woman would be like, no, I'm not waiting down here for two and a half hours. You let me sit in a car. We are going. We are out of here. And so, but, you know, I was like, at that moment, too, I thought, like, this is a good girl. <laughs> she sit around and wait for me while I jump off and be, like, happy when I show up. I think she was just happy because I didn't die when I jumped off. That was my excuse to give him a hug. <laughs> First hug ever. I'm like, I'm going to hug him. Um... Let's see, for me, how I knew, um, I think kind of similar to what the ladies had said, I had told God, I don't want to just date anybody. I had come after that. I have gone through a divorce. So I was like, I, I don't want anything to do with guys right now. And, and it took me a long time to get over that. And I had told God, just the next one he comes, it has to be, you know, you have to bring him and that has to be the one. So I don't want to see anybody else. And, you know, like I say, it took us a long time and it was little by little. And I think it was a very easy friendship and it was just a very easy uh, courtship. And it was, it was just an easy going relationship. It was just easy being with him and you know, he was very respectful, so I felt very safe with him, and and I just knew, and I remember uh, one time someone at work asked me, Do you, are you going to marry him, or, or when are you going to marry him, I think was the question, I was like, I don't know, uh, but I know he's the one, I know that it will happen in God's timing, and you know, I'll choose way, but it will happen. And I think it was something that God just told me in my heart. And also, my mom um, is an intercessor too, and and she had she had been praying a very specific way, and he would tell me things that they would match my mom's prayer, like to the T. And he was like, I was like, Mom, he said this. And, and she, and you know, she was like, that is exact. I mean, and he was like matching words, okay? So that was another confirmation that he was the one. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I didn't write my question down, but yeah. Um, I, I like love languages and learning about love languages. A lot of people in heaven, there's a book called Five Love Languages. And um, they talk about your love tank and everything. And, um, you know, not everybody has the same love languages. So I just wanted to ask, I kind of, like, I was telling Toast the other day, I think his is words of affirmation, but that's one of my low ones. But I'm starting to be like, oh, he, he's saying words of affirmation. He really, he's trying to say he loves me, right? Because I'm like, oh, that's nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I wanted to see what love language you guys either share or don't. And over the years, how have you guys helped, you know, like, helped each other out or try to make an effort if you don't have the same ones. So to kind of keep those love tasteful. What are they again? Is it words of affirmation? Mm -hmm. Quality. Quality time. time. Gifts. Yes. Touch. Uh, physical touch. Okay, when I first started, when we first started, I think we connected on both of them, right? Yeah. Uh, it was words of affirmation. Ever since a kid, I've always words of affirmation. 
and physical touch, right? Good job, you know? <laughs> so, but, you know, I, I think as we got married, I don't know if they can ever change. Can they change? Yeah, they yeah. do. Because as we got, yeah. started growing and, you know, just maturing and yeah. our oneness, I think uh, it's acts of service, you know? And it's, it's tough because because it's giving of yourself, right? You gotta just become selfless, especially when you have children. So I think now it gives us acts of service. Same. Ours was the same when we were dating in the same order, our primary and our secondary. And now definitely at the service. I mean, you hit them dishes up. Hey, <laughs> for me, it's uh, it's been a quality time and physical touch, um, and Noemi's has been uh, words of affirmation, and I I struggle with that, and I have to make an actual effort in trying to. Feel her love tank, um, but uh, it's a. I'm in the process of learning how to do that. <laughs> but we also share quality time, so um, that balances it out. Um, and I have a little of the physical touch too, um, but he's way physical touch. Like he's constantly like his hand always has to be here or, or near or somewhere near. Like we never sit like apart from each other on the sofa, like we're always like right there. <laughs> Actually, when we were uh, shopping for our sofas, we didn't even sit on them. We were, we were just, we like kind of laid on them to see if we both fit in them. <laughs> so now we hate our sofas because when we sit on, on them, we actually sit down because we never. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, anytime, I think it's, it's our, our joint one, our shared one. Do we have a shared one? I know for him, it's word of affirmation. So that's very important for him. Mine has changed throughout the years. Um, so now it's, it's quality time, because he travels a lot. So the few moments that we have together, the few days that we have together, I really treasure them and I really cherish them. So that's one and also um, physical touch. But that's only with him. Like that's not my love language for anybody else. So I don't like to be hugged. I don't like to be touched, nothing. But with him, I, I, I mean, I'm always like, honey, give me a hug or or we're holding hands or, or something. For me, that's that's very important. So of course for me, you know, that those are the tough ones for <laughs> yes. me. Is is filling her tank with the physical touch or the uh, uh, or even well, words of affirmation. That like, too. Honey, I love you, or you know, just telling her how pretty she looks and stuff like that. And so I really struggle with that. I struggle with that across all areas of relationship. <laughs> I'm just bad about that one. So, so anyway, but I, I think I, I try though to um, to compensate because one of the things as I am is uh, um, I like acts of service, and and so I try to communicate uh, that affection through you know getting the door or yeah through dishes. I'm like the dish master. So <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, but uh, but yeah. So I think that 
you know, just the, the quality time. Um, but it is true, as you know, Gary Chapman says, you know, uh, across a spectrum as you mature. Um, in fact, some people that, that are very, very well developed and they, you know, that, that, that sometimes they will not have a dominant. Um, you know, across the way. So I do think that, you know, they're going to change through seasons, um, you know, our needs. and uh, our Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about OJ Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.